Welcome to episode number 122, Influence. This is the Rotated Views Podcast with Jimmy Lee and the crew, giving you life from various perspectives. Welcome to our level. We hope you enjoy the views. All right, you are now tuned in to the Rotated Views Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Lee Velez. I'm here with Gabe, Goose, and special guest, Algernon Hall. All right, influence. In this episode, we have special guest, Algernon Hall. The crew discusses influence and the power of behavior. We talk about leadership, being charismatic, dream building, influencing the youth, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Deepak Chopra and Ken Blanchard. Guys, if you're new, thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to download and subscribe. We drop a new episode every Tuesday morning for your listening pleasure. Kicking things off with a definition from dictionary.com, we chose the word influence. They define it as the capacity of power of persons or things to be a compelling force on or produce effects on the actions, behavior, opinions, etc., um, all right, fair enough. If you guys heard, we have Big Al here with us. Uh, sir, thank you for joining us. Super excited to have you on. I know it's been a long time coming. We've been going back and forth with communication, but finally, finally, we locked them in. So thank you for joining us and welcome. No, thank you for having me. Thank you for having me, brother. Absolutely. All right, so uh, we like to you know, go off of a script that, you know, like an article that we grabbed from either Forbes or entrepreneur.com. Uh, but before we do that, can you just introduce yourself? Uh, you know, let us know who you are and what you do. Yeah, so first and foremost, um, Algernon Hall, a.k.a. the dream catcher. That's what they call me. Yeah. Um, I'm the owner and founder of Jubilee Children's Entertainment. Uh, that's a character edutainment company with a simple mission to inspire, empower, and develop children reach their full potential. Also the founder of um, AlgernonHall.com. Um, I'm a motivational speaker, I'm a motivator, and um, I talk dream language, and we'll talk about that today. Nice. I like it. All right, perfect. All right, so we'll listen, uh, we'll, get, we'll get more about Al, uh, but before we do, I wanted to talk about briefly this, this article that I grabbed from entrepreneur.com titled, Seven Scientifically Proven Steps to Increase Your Influence. And, and you know, everyone chime in whenever you guys want. All right, so number one, connect with people emotionally. Now, this is this article is by Vanessa Van Edwards. We did have her as a guest on the Rotated Views podcast, so this is uh, we already know this this information is validated and true, right? Absolutely. Um, connect with people emotionally. Number two, be emotionally curious. Number three, use high-powered body language. Number four, tell a story. Number five, be vulnerable. Number six, ask a favor, and number seven, be charismatic. Um, yes. So if you're going to be a person of influence, I do feel like you obviously have to connect with people emotionally, right? Um, being emotionally curious to me is being a compassionate person. Sure. So if you're going to influence the people around you, you have to have some level of interest in them and, you know, have Absolutely. this level of uh, emotional investment um, in them and who they are and where they're trying to get. A lot of times we get so caught up in who we are, our issues, sure. our problems, that defines the most average person around. We live and you know we, we walk amongst them, right? You know them right away. The second you have a conversation with them, they dump all their problems on you, right? And they start talking about all the negative stuff that's going on, whether it's the weather or you know their spouse, whatever sure. it is, you know, it could be everything else in between. Yeah, so I feel like if, if you can become emotionally curious and, and, and reach out to people, that kind of, that empathy kind of Absolutely. resonates with people. 
sure. you're definitely going to influence them, sure. right? Sure, absolutely. All right, so it says use high-powered body language. This was one thing um, I took. I took a leadership course, and they were talking about. It was hilarious. So we had to do like this acting, right? So which is the worst for people um, who, who that's not their thing. Sure. Um, so you had a. They basically give you all this material. You digest it, and then the 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 professor basically says, "All right, this group over here, group three and four, we need an actor from you and an actor from you." And you don't know it's it's uh, what the heck's that called when. Improv. Oh, so you, had yeah. to, like, you don't know what kind of issue that they're going to give you, right? Um, but one of the funniest, it just stuck out in my head, was one person's the employee and the other person's the manager, right? Mm. And the employee was supposed to be someone who had a, a very high concern for something that happened in the department. And the manager had to be a completely disengaged leader. <laughs> it was absolutely hilarious, the person who played the, the manager, because... They, she didn't even know the person's name. She's like, oh, hi, my name's Miguel. Oh, okay, Michael, what's your problem? She's like typing, right? <laughs> and then she's like, my name's Miguel. But anyway, uh, so Tara, so what happened to Tommy? She's you know, on her t uh, cell phone, like totally disengaged. Um, but it was about her body language. And how, you know, and then she's like, how well did this person or is this boss much of an influence on their own staff, their own team? And there's people that they're in, um, they're assigned. Imagine the people that, aren't necessarily part of our team, but we also influence. Sure. Right? With our body language and, and, and whether that's poor or rich. Yeah. Um, so body language is one of those things I don't think uh, too many people think about, but it, it says a lot. One of my favorites is tell a story. Mm. Yeah. What I just did. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's one of those things where it's like, that's what captures the mind sure. um, the rather easy, than... The easy way to relate is through illustrations and all that stuff. So. And everybody loves a good story. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, that's how you connect. Yeah. One of the biggest um, number one books sold is like The Richest Man in Babylon, right? And it's like, it's, I don't even, it's not even like a real story. They're, they're parables, almost like the Bible, right? Mm. It's like all these, to get you to understand what the true message is, right. you have to break it down. Right. Um, you know, we talk, I talk about this all the time when somebody wants to talk about life things like i don't understand why x y and z happens i'm like we're humans how can we ex how can we possibly gather or explain the things of god right mm -hmm. we can get it to some little, little little degree and you know make ourselves feel comfortable that we think we understand but you're, you're talking about something that's operating at such a high level and we're trying to use our little brains to make sense of that yeah um yeah so but anyway telling a story um, I think it, it's, it's, we do the same thing with, uh, you know, with our kids. We're trying to make them understand being a business owner, entrepreneur, right? Uh, you put, put it on their level. Yeah, mm -hmm. you have to. Mm -hmm. um, the funny part is, us as adults, we think we're beyond that, but the, our favorite yeah. thing is, what, what did that movie have? Why, why did it make the movie so great? Because it had a great storyline. Sure, right. absolutely. Right. I could follow that because it had a great storyline. Right. Right? It has a terrible storyline, or even with a book, anything. If it has a horrible storyline, I'm so not interested. Mm -hmm. I, well, I need to be entertained, right? right that's like most right. people. And if it's hard to digest, that's the problem. It's like if it's so, what's the word? Not convoluted, but if it has too much information that you're trying to, you can't wrap your head around immediately, then you lose the audience altogether. Yes. Right, right. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, all right. Be vulnerable. Ask a favor and uh, become charismatic. I guess the last one's probably probably the hardest Um it says be the most charismatic person you know. I'm not sure that would you. Know, I would have to leave that to the experts. And Vanessa sure. Van Edwards is definitely an expert huh. in that. 
Um, but yeah, so there you have it. Se seven scientifically proven steps to increase your influence. Uh, thank you, Vanessa. That was awesome. And we, yeah. you know, we have to yeah. get her back on yeah. uh, the podcast. <laughs> but, but today, uh, as you all know, we have Algernon Hall. And uh, let's, let's get back into, you know, the talks with him and uh, what he does on a daily. So, uh, Al, can you talk a little bit about your day job and who you are looking to serve? Yeah, so the day job is on Jubilee Children's Entertainment slash Dreamcatcher. So Jubilee Children's Entertainment is, a, is the umbrella, right? So 2008, you know, I was um, at, my, at my local church in Pensalkin, and I was, you know, I was going through this course. It was called Entrepreneurs for Christ. It was a ministry. And um, that was the foundational piece for me to really start to understand um, business from a Christian standpoint. Um, I had really got my foundation when I went to, uh, to graduate school. I, I attained my, uh, my MBA from Dallin College. Nice. And, um, but right there, when I was going to church, I started to really understand that the principles, you know, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all be added to you. So literally, I was in my house in the family room, 5 a.m. early, and I had dabbled in all these little different entrepreneurial uh, ventures, and some of them were successful, but I really wasn't being fulfilled. I was doing them for the wrong reasons. I was doing them because other, other people were doing them. Yeah, yeah. It was a way to get money. Yeah. You know, real estate dabbled in, you know, and I'm a very creative person, and literally, through praying and really just, like, really just focusing on what my gifts, my talents were, it came up like children's entertainment. And so I'm like, Lord, what you want me to do? You want me to, you know, buy Barney costumes, Elmo <laughs> sure. costumes? Like, no, right. I want you to create your own. So just really just like literally, Jimmy, like I'm in, in this, in my family room with this red book, this red notebook, and I'm just jotting down all these ideas that's just flowing through my head. Yeah. And it was literally, Within two nights, it was like a business plan. Create a unique character, which it came up to as a koala bear, um, that I was going to start and perfect. And really, where it really came from is I had always been able to manipulate my voice. Okay. So you hear my voice now. Yeah. And it's funny because my, my four-year-old daughter knows how to do this. Yeah. So I'm talking now. Okay. And then I can go, hello? Yo, yo. <laughs> but when I was in high school, I, would, I can talk with a high pitch. Hi! It's Jubilee. So, <laughs> nice. so I'm talking about gifts, talents, and abilities, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know why I was able to manipulate my voice like that. Right, right, right. But lo and behold, who would know that if, when I was 37 years old, I would start this business and that would be the voice of my character. Wow. So all these things started coming together and it started off in the preschool and then, you know, I was going in and it just was me. And when I talk about the, create, the creative piece... Um, that the program is so unique where it's not just me in a costume talking. What it is, it's a pre-recorded performance. And you having kids, you know, I'm sure you've been to Sesame Place. Yeah. So what you see at Sesame Place, that pre-recorded performance with the, with the characters, right. that's very... And that is, I did this before I even had kids. So I didn't oh, even wow. know what the whole process was. Wow. But, you know, the song, I have a theme song that I sing. Um, and it, and it, was, it was crazy because at this particular point, People were just coming to me and they loved the concept and loved the vision because I was so passionate about it that they just wanted to help me to get it off the ground. Yeah, yeah. So even from the, the, the sketching of Jubilee, my man did, he's a web designer, Vince Abaye, um, MasterpieceDesign.com. He sketched it and created it for free, did my website for free. Wow. Another dude, did, um, 
Derek Hanna was a music producer, loved the concept, created a track, anything that was going to fall apart. Right, right. So I researched it, found this, this um, costume maker, Yvette Helene, in Brooklyn, New York. She actually designed the Rugrats. Ah! And, and, and Lil Bill for Bill Cosby. I love it. So the costume cost me $8,500. Holy smokes. So being um, a young couple, married, and, and you know, at the time, and... Um, you know, and, and a son on the way, you know, I felt like like it's now or never. Yeah. I, I need to jump out here and I need to make it happen because yeah. this is my dream. You know, when you have children, a lot of people, they put their dreams on the back burner. Sure. Yeah. So anyway, fast forward to answer your question. Um, since 2008, it's just, it just has grown, man, where I'm partnering, partnering with school districts with what we call character impact themes. And um, I sit down with administrators, sit down with, with, with the the director and talk about what the needs of that school are, um, talk about um, what their goals are, and we pretty much tailor tailor make a curriculum for them. So anything that you can think of wow. based on um, character, character building, so being responsible, bullying, stranger danger. I even created a theme, um, preventing child abuse and neglect for a school in Camden. Wow. You know, I'm... Um, another part of my creativity is I'm able to write. I write really well, poetry and whatnot. So I write these stories, and we pretty much mix and infuse fun safari tunes, dance with that character impact thing, but showing kids healthy ways how to deal with everyday problems. Wow. Nice. So that was the first component. And then the second component with Dreamcatchers, how it came out was I'm doing these principal meetings because that was the, the smart way to do it as opposed to going from school to school. You know, um, I had an opportunity where I was doing, I would go in every month, there's a principal meeting. Okay. So instead of talking to one principal, now I got 15 in one in one room. Ah. And I'm doing my quote unquote pitch. Right. Mm. And one of the administrators said, this is a great program. What do you have for our middle school and high schools? At the time, I didn't have anything. Mm. You know, um, but I really thought about that. And then what I said, you know, I was working with um, an organization in Camden responding and this director um, Gloria Mitchell, Dr. Mitchell. Whenever I'm talking to people, I'm always listening, you know, and I'm always thinking about connecting. Like, how can I be a resource? Yeah. Or who can I connect them to? Yeah. And um, Dr. Mitchell was talking about the, this this mentoring program that she um, coordinated every year, and she had a thousand things on her plate. And I'm like, Dr. Mitchell. You know, I have access to a plethora of entrepreneurs from similar backgrounds as Camden, because I'm from Newark, New Jersey, East yeah. Orange, Newark. And um, why don't you allow me to put it together for you? And she said, all right. So that year, I had brought in seven speakers. That's when Dreamcatcher started. Wow. And it just took off like wildfire. What, what, what was that? Like a conference that you held? So, so what it was, it, it, it was a mentoring of, um, a conference that, that this um, organization put together. And what it was, it was a group of kids that was in this mentoring program. But what I did is I provided speakers to come in pretty much to tell their background. So these were individuals from all walks of life, athletes, entertainers, educators, entrepreneurs. They really talk about their life, talk about their successes, but more importantly, talk about those keys, those principles, of how they got out of that dysfunction, how they became successful. What were the nuggets that they can impart to those kids? And it really took off from there. So I go into a school, depending on what the demographic is, and I strategically, you know, I have a stable full of uh, speakers. Now I pretty much do most of the speaking, and I'll tell you why later. But, um, you know, based on that demographic, I bring in speakers that are from that particular demographic that I feel is a good fit, 
And then I come in with the DJ, I hype it up, make it real live for, for the kids. Mm-hmm. It's not a stuffy environment. Yeah. Um, I got swag, the speakers, you know, the DJ got swag, and we play this positive hip hop R and B music or whatever to really engage and connect with them. Once you get them that way, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's a rap. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, man. So I, I love doing that and So 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 for, let me uh, sorry, I didn't want to stop so, you. No, no. When when you're engaging like the high school, so the middle school uh, and the high, high school, school students, right. you're you're saying you're using an approach where you're kind of breaking them down, kind of breaking their barrier by using this music, mu- using gotcha. this little you know little hype intro. Right. Right. Um, how, how is it that you keep them engaged throughout you know the, the, the talks? So so here's the thing, and I had speakers on that literally. They were eating alive. See, high school is a difficult, middle school also, it's, it's a difficult audience to, to connect with. Mm-hmm. When adults with workshops, if you go to a leadership conference, they want to be there. You paid your money, you're right. trying to get something. Trying to right? get something Absolutely. out of it, yeah. But with kids, they're pretty much forced to attend this particular yeah. uh, assembly or workshop. So really what it, what it boils down to, like I said, it's music. Yeah. Number one, there's a validation piece. That's why I don't come in I don't come in suited up. Yeah. Sometimes I show them that, but my initial connection is I'm dressing urban. Right. I got on some Air Max. Yeah. I got on like a like a, a dope distressed denim jacket. Yeah. So when they look at me, I don't look like Mr. Stefanoski. Yeah, yeah, You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, you look like Mr. Stefanoski. I'm not right. receiving from you. Right, right. You know, um, but really, it's the energy. So, like, I'm sure you heard of um, Eric Thomas, E.T., the hip-hop preacher. Of course, yes. So a lot of people say that I have, um, I have a similar style. Okay. So my energy is always, like, yeah. at 120. Got it. You know what I'm saying? So that's how I connect with the songs. I dance like them. I hop around like them. I, I, I'll jump up in the front row, standing in the seat. Freshman, freshman, make some noise! Ah, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm, yeah. I'm into it, like yeah. a hype man. Yeah. 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 But my approach, again, what we were talking about about these steps to increase your influence, I can directly relate to that because um, telling the story, I've learned that early on. That you know, every time I go and I connect it with a story. Yeah. Yeah. And that first minute and a half. That's when you get them. You yeah. don't get them the first minute and a half, you're done. Yeah. And also, you know, um, by being brutally honest, uh, I think you said be vulnerable. Yeah. Like, I let my darkest moments be exposed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if you're going to connect with somebody, you got to be real with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So with these kids, you know, I'm, I'm talking to them about connecting and really discovering their gifts, their talents, and abilities. But I'm also talking about the obstacles that's in their, in their way. And I talk about my obstacles. I talk about, you know, you know, um, growing up and my friends selling drugs and stealing cars and, and the dysfunction in, in my family and all these different things. Where I talk about my own dysfunction. Right. But they look at where I am now and they be like, wow, if he could do it, maybe I could do it. No, mm-hmm. you can do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's how I really connect. But, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's something that is um, that it's something I take pride in because every time I come, it's a different approach. I always got a DJ. I might come in with hip-hop dancers on one day. Because each school I go in, I might have four assemblies scheduled throughout the year. Some schools, I go in 10 times. Wow. Throughout, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I've already developed that relationship. I do workshops. So whatnot. you got to switch it up, too. You got to switch it up. <laughs> yeah. So I may, I may find like a, a dope motivational video, and that's my foundational piece, my icebreaker. Sometimes I do a talk show format. Um, okay. Sometimes I come in with a guest speaker. Um, 
other times what I do is this competitive format where it's like Team Jimmy, Team Al. We come in with the DJ to get points by energy, participation, answering the questions correctly. Nice. So there's a, a dance competition. There's relays. You know what I'm saying? So there's all different types of things that I do to connect. And it feels good because when, when you go into the school, like it happened this past Tuesday, you're the dream catcher guy. You're the dream catcher. Yeah. We got assembly today. We got assembly today. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, and that's how you connect with Yeah, that's awesome. You know, so. Nice, nice. Uh, so, so you did mention something interesting that uh, I would like for you to at least briefly touch on. Talk to me. Uh, you said you had speakers that got eaten alive. So are you saying that they did exact opposite what you're mentioning and kind of at least give one of the best examples just for a learning no doubt. Uh, nugget for us? So, so here it is uh, for, for those aspiring speakers, right? Everybody has a story to tell. Sure. Everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You got a story, you got a story, you got a story. I mean, and all of our stories are different, mm -hmm. but not everybody is gifted or is able to tell their story in front of people. Right. Mm -hmm. You got some people that, that, that have a fear of talking in front of crowds or talking in front of a lot of people. You got some people that are, are very timid. You got some people that really don't communicate well. Yeah. So what happens is when you're dealing with teenagers again you have to connect with them within that first minute and a half and i've had speakers that when they come in everybody want to tell their story right but jimmy to be honest i might not bring you in it's like like if right. you're not comfortable right. like i gotta see where you at first yeah because it's my brand right 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 and right. see how i prepare with slides or videos or how i'm thinking how am i going to connect with these kids the average person that's coming in to get that 250 and not that they're doing it to get the 250 yeah they're coming in because they want to impact these kids but they're mm -hmm. not thinking about okay how am I going to engage and connect with these kids? Yeah. And there have been times where speakers came in and the kids are talking through, <laughs> talking while they're talking. Right. And I remember brutal, I was in bro. Newark, like it was like yesterday, Newark Vocational High School, they closed it down. And um, this young lady was up there and, um, yo, they just was talking over her. <laughs> and, it's, and, it's, and it's hard it's because shame. I've promised this administrator that I was going to engage and connect with their children mm -hmm. but at the same token because I don't like when principals do do this to me because I have had times where the kids talk and I come at them no I come right at them yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know principal like hey excuse me I'm good like you don't need to come up here right right, like, right, right, I'm, right. I'm a big boy right yeah. right you know what I'm saying right. so you know some people don't know how to I think of the worst I, in my head how would I respond if a kid said, man, shut the F up? Like, yeah. I'm always yeah. thinking, what's the worst thing that could happen? Yeah, sure. yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. with my personality, I know how to combat that. And you got to be able to be on your toes. It's easy to talk to adults. It's easy to talk. Yeah. You know, it's easy because, like I said, they want to be there. Sure. Yeah. But you really got to be gifted and you got to be skilled. And it's something that you got to work on because it wasn't, it wasn't, I always had my energy. But after a while, when you're going in front of the same group, Four times, ten times, hmm. you gotta be creative. Yep. Yeah, yep. you know. So as a speaker, you gotta be creative. You gotta mix it up, and you gotta. It's, it's, it's almost like 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 a team. You gotta have different offenses. Yeah. All right, I got the run and shoot. I got my goal line offense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, um, I got my double tight ends. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I got my five wides. Yeah. As a speaker, you gotta do the same thing. It's kind of like the, and also I, I would imagine. Um, you know, some of the engagements that I've done is, were smaller crowds, but it, it's harder when I'm assuming when their crowds get bigger and bigger, it's more to manage. I did whole schools, 950. Wow. It's easy. And the principal, like, you sure? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. 
Wow. I'm good because it's a certain level of comfort that, that I'm at right now. Yeah. You know, and if I know I'm going to the school, yo, we got to bring it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tell, I tell my, my D211, yo, we got to bring it. Yeah. So he come, he looked the part. He coming, he's spinning, playing that Lil Wayne. Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? It's all clean. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? But they coming in there like, oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'm kind of, what's good? You know what I'm saying? It's how, yeah. it's hard, how you engage. You sure. meet them on that level. Sure. That's why you meet them with the music. That's why you meet them with hip hop dancers. You meet them on that level. Mm-hmm. Or they come in and ET playing. Or they come in and this LeBron video is a motivational video with LeBron. So while they sitting there, they're watching it. Or when they come in, there's if it's a Hispanic school, what happens is what I do when I in Trenton. Trenton is a huge Hispanic. They have a huge Hispanic population. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times when they come in, the music's rocking, but on the screen they got all these positive, successful Hispanic people that's up on the screen. Mm. So true. now that's putting them in that in that dream that dream world right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's yeah. how you connect. connect. Yeah, there's um there's there's a a famous comedian, obviously, I'm sure most people know him by the name of Bill Burr. But I listen to his mm-hmm. podcast, and his podcast, um, he talks about being a comedian. And um, as you're talking, I started thinking like the stuff that he's saying, because uh, when you're up there, you're so vulnerable, right? Mm-hmm. And as a comedian, he's, he's basically saying all the stuff that you're saying as a motivational speaker kind of is the same thing where you, you're going to these events, and you don't know, what, you know where the, the hacker is. He's like, you have to deal, you have to be able to handle mm-hmm. any situation at any given Anytime. moment. You don't know what to expect. He's yeah. like, what's the worst is? Yeah. You have to be able to completely dismantle your th- your plan and then rearrange it in your head and still have have it pan out to everyone else as smooth as possible. Right. Yeah, like absolutely. you have to be able to do that in your head, but right. on the surface you have to look calm. Yeah. Right. So yeah, it's very pretty that I have my slides. It's very nice that I have, you know, the DJ playing. But what happens if that kid does stand up and just Shut have it? Yeah. <laughs> and you're standing there like the record stops. Like, like right. everything's up. Everyone right, looks right, around right. and then, you know, then you could lose the crowd that way too. No Everyone's like, oh you know, and then that's yeah. the end of it. But if you know how to manage that, yeah. and he's talking about man uh, now Bill Burr's known for annihilating the hecklers where he destroys them he asked them not to leave like so security guards kind of how you're saying you're like the principal will go, oh excuse me the security guards will like walk up and he's like no 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 let, let them go i want them i want them right, right, and right. there there's bits where he's destroying them yeah. to the point where they just sit down they don't know what to do with themselves yeah. but he handles it, and then in an instant He's like, where was I? Oh, yeah, anyway, blah, blah, and just plays the heck right. out of them yeah. because he made them seem like their little hiccup was, that's all it was. Right. Like, they tried to make this crazy interference, right. but it was just a hiccup, and he right. kept it moving. Um, yeah, man, that stuff's not easy. It's, it's definitely not, not easy, it's especially not. when you see faces. Mm-hmm. When, you, when you're looking out in the crowd, and you're talking, and you're seeing faces, and you see that one. You can see all these engaged faces. You see that one little disengaged face. You're like, oh, man, how it kind of messes with you, like, can... You can't let that get to you where you're like, how can I get this person engaged in the middle of... Yeah, and what I've learned, because I was really hard on myself with that, you're not going to connect with everybody. Mm-hmm. And you have to be able to understand that. And you have to... Are there times when there's dead silence? It is. And I've even found that one person that jumps out. Like, I stopped going at that person. I'll talk, and I'm just looking over here, but I'm really talking to you because I don't want to embarrass you. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because if I embarrass you, then you really, you're going to shut down. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then maybe the reason why you're talking is you're probably the one that really needs to hear what I have to say. Yeah. True. You know, so, but that took that took some time for, for me to to really understand that. Um, so you talked a little bit about how Jubilee Kids, um, 
got started. Jubilee Children's Entertainment. Jubilee Children's yep. Entertainment. Can can you talk about uh, you know th- the reception um, when when kids see this character? <laughs> Yo, Jubilee's a rock star. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I mean, literally, like as God is my witness, I'm doing this dream board workshop in Trenton. The young girl comes in, seventh grader. You the guy, Jubilee. I remember Jubilee when she was in the second grade. Wow. So here she is in the seventh grade, and they still, I love Jubilee. Jubilee. <laughs> so she's singing a song. She's in the seventh grade, and she still remembers that. <laughs> wow. So That's kids awesome. are excited because not only is Jubilee a character, but what makes him unique is Jubilee is actually interactive. He talks. Right, right. You know, he dances. He does the nay-nay. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He got swag. <laughs> right, you know what I'm saying? Right. He that dude. You know what I'm saying? So... <laughs> So, so the kids love them. Um, the teachers love them. I mean, it's it's truly, truly um, a sight to behold. Like typically, a lot of times when I sit back and, and and I show up at an assembly, when the team goes out and they do it, um, I sit back and I look at it on video, man, and I'm amazed. You know, like even on my website to see 300 and 400 kids, everybody's hands following Jubilee in sync, right? Like it's synchronized swimming or something, like, right? You know, they just together right you know um it's a sight to behold it that connection that influence you you literally see it taking place wow you know in that in that particular moment you have their their ear and that's why it's so critical when you talk about character character education and then let's just talk about you know if i can just kind of connect um with that what it's like yeah you know and and this is one of the things that in my presentation that i show is a video on youtube called children see and do and um when you have a child's attention, like Les Brown is, is, is one of the people that I admire, um, and he's, he, he always says that our imaginations are shaped off of what we see, what we hear, and what we experience. Mm. And when I started this um, character education programming, you know, the, our children, they get so much negative influence on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Sure. Right outside the right outside of the the home, what they see on TV, what they hear on the radio, things that we try to prevent them from hearing, seeing, experiencing, and so I just wanted to start a program to, to kind of help to offset that. You know, educators are doing such a great job, and they have a hard job with trying to um, combat what they see on the street, particularly in the inner city. Yeah. Um, my heart, my my today and my tomorrow. Um, I'm talking about my uh, my significant other right now. Yeah, she's a, a vice principal, and and to hear what goes on in Newark at, at at the school, some of the things like yo, it's 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 bad, bro. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Compared mm-hmm. to like I'm 45. Yeah, you know what I'm saying you look yeah. like you about 27 out there. Right? <laughs> young <laughs> Thank boy, you. I young boy. It. But <laughs> but it's not like it was when we was in school, sure. fellas. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So now that that responsibility that task is even heightened. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, so at that particular moment, what it's like, what it's like is it, it's blissful. It, it feels good to be wanted um, by these children, but it's also a critical opportunity to connect with them. Yeah. Like how can we show them healthy ways? I remember um, being at Woodrow Wilson when I first got into Trenton and Trenton is one of our larger accounts. We're in a lot of schools in, in Trenton school district. And, um, I remember waiting to see the principal. Two kids got brought in. Um, little boy was crying. The girl punched the little boy in the face because the little boy was calling her fat. Hmm. 
Hmm. No, so not knowing how to deal with that, that was something that she saw or what she heard yeah. mm-hmm. and yeah. what she experienced. She got that from someplace. Mm-hmm. Right. This is how I respond when somebody tries to hurt me. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, she's probably, was I think, the third grade. Wow. Mm-hmm. But that's, how do we reverse that? Yeah. So that's what the charge is with the character with, with these character impact themes. How do we show them healthy ways how to deal with everyday problems? Because every day our kids are going to em- in- encounter conflict, some yeah. type of conflict. Sure. Yeah. Every day somebody's going to tell tell my son that you know try to make my my son feel less than or say you're dumb or you're stupid or you can't play with us. Yeah. So mm-hmm. how do they handle? Like how do we show them how to handle those? handle those things in the right way. Right, right. You know, because we all contribute to this thing we call life, right? Mm-hmm. We all contribute to yeah. it. You know, um, I was looking at the news and I really look at the news. There was four individuals, two males and two females that were killed um, execution style. People's, people's imagination is shaped off of what we see, what we hear, and what we experience. Mm-hmm. We all contribute to this life. So mm-hmm. what contributed to those individuals, whoever is those individuals responsible for murdering these four people. Mm. You know right. what I'm saying? Yes. Right. And we don't think about it because, and so I want to connect with, with the children because that's the seed stage. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the, like like they say we're reading. I got a four-year-old. They, they say the most critical time for the learning development for a kid is from four, no, from two to six or something like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. So even with kids, like, when they get to middle school, they pretty you pretty much kind of know yeah. where they're going. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And um, some of these kids, you see them with Gucci belts and everything like that, and how they walking, what they talking, you hear they, how they talking in the yep, hallway yeah. with the profanity and everything. And we're like, yo, you yeah. like, yo, you don't see me here, yo? Yes, yeah. <laughs> right. like, yo, you don't see me talking? Right. Like, you don't see me here? Right. You know, so yeah, man. So, so as you can see, it's something I'm passionate about, man. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, so, so when you do capture, um, you know, the attention um, of, of maybe someone who's had this, you know, past that's less fortunate let's just say right what is the end goal during your the assembly for you right so so when you leave there what do you want to leave with so let me give you um what i expect and let me give you the honest the honest truth so what i expect is that they say if you connect to one you've done your job sure Mm. I know in my heart I'm connecting to more than one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What I would like is for when these kids to, to leave out that auditorium, out of the gym, for them to hear my voice echoing saying certain things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My dream has power. My dream has a voice. My dream is alive. Whatever it is that I'm saying. But the reality is once they leave that gym, they forget. It goes back to the real life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whatever dysfunction that they're dealing with. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that I try to to implement in schools is follow up because four times not it's not enough, ten times not enough. Right. So you know because again they're getting dysfunction in repetition. Right. Mm-hmm. So you don't especially in Trenton every year I come back. There's an eighth grader that came through my workshop or came through my assemblies that I found out at the ninth grade academy or at the next level that they were murdered. Right. That they were in the gang and they, yeah. something happened, you know. Um, but that's just life. Like, like I tell the kids, like, look, like statistics show that 
y'all gonna be I keep I say I'm gonna be brutally honest transparent like they saying that y'all gonna end up in jail in the graveyard or on drugs yeah hmm. y'all got a choice yeah mm-hmm. y'all got a choice yeah y'all got how many of y'all got friends in your neighborhood that, that you know that they got murdered you see hands go up hmm. you know what I'm saying um so wow. You know, and, and so so that's the reality, you know what I'm saying, in, in, in terms of, so I try to connect with them, like real, keep it 100 with them, and, um, and just try to connect with them. So that ongoing process, you may, may not see these kids from second grade all the way up through high school at this point, now that with the, the different programs that you have implemented, is, is there something um, that keeps you motivated? Is that what keeps you motivated? Kind of seeing the growth. I know you just gave a couple of stories where you know it didn't you know end very well, but maybe changing those you know the handful of kids who are like my goodness, I seen this person was not in a good spot in life, and when they left through my program, I heard great things later on. Is that is that something that you know motivates you, or is it or is it something else you know that that's your motivation, that's your fuel? Uh, first and foremost, it's, it's my kids, uh, my son and my daughter, um, and I know that everything, that gift, that talent, that ability that God has placed in me, I, I feel the urgency to do, to be responsible with it. Yeah. Nice. That's my biggest fear. Like, I just got a text today that a guy that we knew that was like 45, 46, had a heart attack, died. Like. I don't want that to be me and yeah and everything like this jubilee I don't I haven't done what I was supposed to do with it yeah like this is just the beginning right like I, I, we we get off track yeah so my drive is to to get it out my drive there's times where I'm in the car and I'm listening to motivational content and I'm on a turnpike and I'm literally in tears yeah. because I could taste this dream thing yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying I yeah. want it that bad right not for fame not for money it's because I know that I'm that I'm capable. Yeah. I know that it's in me. Yeah. You know, and um, that's what drives me. You know, so when I'm with these kids, like, I get emotional often when I talk about this kid that was insecure, this kid that, that grew up in a household where there was dysfunction, and this kid that had friends that sold drugs and stole cars, and, you know, I'm worrying about, you know, the only thing keeping me out of trouble was playing football and stuff like that, that I'm going into school districts and they are giving me contracts that's something that I created. Yeah, it's crazy. Yo. That is crazy. I'm getting checks. Yeah. Yo, and I used to be embarrassed because I, I, I was getting into this, this costume at first. Yeah. But that's my gift. Right. So that's what drives me. Yeah. You know, that's what drives me. And I get off track sometimes. Yeah. You know, life, life is rough. Life is hard. Things come up and you get off track, but you get back on that bike and you just keep pedaling. You fall off, but you get back on the bike. Mm-hmm. Love it. Um, perfect. All right, so uh, let's let's switch things up a little bit. Um, can you talk about the Dream Blog slash podcast? Yeah, man. So you know, I went through a a, a dark time. I went through a divorce. Yeah, and um, and it, in my healing process, in my in in in, in my dark place, you know, like. I'm just praying and all these things coming to me. So, you know, I enjoy um, empowering and inspiring kids, but I want to empower all walks of life. Yeah. So I decided to launch AlgernonHall.com. 
And there I have a YouTube channel, Dreamcatchers Algernon Hall on YouTube, where I got motivational videos where I show up. I pop up in Philly. I'm down on the football field at my old college in Alabama. I'm all, you know, and I'm just doing all these different messages. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And um, because this dream thing is real, like there's people that have given up on those dreams. There's people that, that feel like I'm too old. There's people that feel like they don't, they don't have what it takes. And my message to them is like to inspire them. Like you can do anything that you want to do. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So right now, like that, that's what AlginalHall.com is about because this Jubilee thing, I didn't know that it was going to develop to me doing dream catchers in middle schools. I didn't know that it was going to lead to me doing professional development workshops for, for teachers. I didn't know that it was going to lead to me um, doing workshops, uh, showing people how to build vision boards, what I call dream boards and action boards, yeah, yeah, where yeah. I can get in front of adults. You know, because we can come across so many people. You could sit every day. You can bump into plenty of people that speak this dream language. Yeah, they got sure. something that they put on the shelf, something that they want to do, something that they say, you know what, I have my kids and this happened, or this happened in my life, and I don't, I don't have enough time or whatever. And we, we speak that dream language. So my, my dream, my dream, my desire, my passion is to ignite that in everybody, children, young and old. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So on, on your website, uh, you say, my energy is infectious. And you are sure to walk away inspired, f- empowered, and ready you to feel this? Life. I got you engaged, right? Yeah, yeah I'm for telling sure. you a story. For sure. You know what I'm saying? So that's what it's about. Like, have you empowered? Because when I talk about this dream, like, when I came in, you, you heard how it sounded. But right now, it's different. I'm sitting up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like, you know, like, I feel like I'm, I'm connecting. Like, I'm in my lane. Yeah. So... I'm gonna get. I'll get you charged up. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll get you to to understand and and to think about walk away. But like, yo, like what he was saying is, you know. And and I'm not just. I know this because I lived it. Sure. You know, I'm living it. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm yeah. living it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So so uh, you mentioned multiple times, and and I absolutely this is one of my favorite topics. One of our favorite topics. We talk about dream building all the time. We talk mm-hmm. about dream boards. We have the applications. We have the actual boards. We have all this stuff. Can you talk to us um, about, you know, when, when you speak about dream language, can you explain that uh, for hmm. most that do not understand? But yeah. you say people talk in a dream language <laughs> on a regular basis. Maybe some people are not aware that they're talking in a dream language. Um, yeah, I made that up. I, I, like, <laughs> I, I made it up because it sounded cool, but it really is. What dream language is, is it was our first conversation when we got on the phone, Jimmy. We started talking about, <clears throat> our passions, our dreams, projects that we're working on, things that's going to, like, change, like, you know, our the generational, you know, generations in our family. Like, we're passionate about that. Yeah. We're talking about, I can do this. We're talking about, I'm working on this. We're talking about, you know, uh, um, I'm, I'm going to class for this. I'm developing. I'm going, you know what I'm saying? We're talking yeah. about personal development. Yeah. We're talking about going to the next level. Right. Mm-hmm. That's dream language. Yeah. You got some people that don't understand dream language, and those people are the ones that I said, it's too late. I'm too old. Mm-hmm. Why are you going to do that? You're not going to get hired. You know, it's never been done. Nah, mm-hmm. I will. I can, I must. Yes. That's dream language. Yeah. That's dream language. I'm not content with where I am. I am, as human beings, we need to understand that we are designed to grow. Right. Mm-hmm. To grow. If you're not growing, what happens? 
Right. You die. Right. You know, it's like with a muscle. If you don't work the muscle in some capacity, that's when you see people and they go paralyzed. What happens with their legs? You see that they, 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 it loses the, the, um, the muscularity and stuff like right, that. Right, right. That's how we are as humans right. in our minds and in our spirits. So we constantly have to be growing. So that dream language is when you sit down with somebody and you just, you're excited. Yeah. You're talking about entrepreneurship. You're talking about ideas. You're talking about visions. You're talking about dreams. Yeah. And you're passionate about it. Yeah. You, you know, you're talking about, you know what, I'm going to start the blog. I'm going to start the podcast. Right, right. You know, you're talking about, I'm doing this t-shirt line. You're talking right. about, yo, I'm going to I'm gonna shake, I'm going to shake up the world. Right, right. That's dream language. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, no, and man. we it was intense. Yeah, you had me like yeah. hyped up, and it was like, yo, but but when you yeah. get around people that speak that dream language, yeah. mm-hmm. you feel like you could run through a wall. Oh my gosh, like, it's a power. You know what I'm saying? It's powerful. That's that positive energy. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. There's there's a power. We we our conversation started kind of kind of like the the show right now. We kind of started <laughs> off just kind of like you know it was like the warm ups. You yeah. know, you start warming up. Um, and then it, it has like that, you know, that LeBron or, or Steph Curry effect when yeah. once they get heated, you know, there's no stopping it. You ever see, you ever watch a basketball game? The best, I think one of the best examples is like a Steph Curry when they're shooting threes and they're draining and they just, or even uh Clay Thompson when he, he has the most threes and whatever is like, I get the chills. Like when someone's on fire, don't stop them. Keep feeding yeah. them. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of like the same thing where. We were getting so hyped up off of each other. I didn't want to get off the phone. No, we didn't want to get off the phone. We both ended up walking into work like, dude, I got to go. We had to get on with our day. But that's the energy that that we need. But let's just start the day off right at that point. Yeah. Oh, I I was driving home from the shore. Literally, that's an hour and a half. And we were on the phone. Yeah. Like yeah. six in the morning yeah. on the phone on like a Thursday, bro. Yeah. Like we were dead, dead serious. This was like the real deal. Uh, this wasn't yeah. no like made up yeah. conversation. This yeah. was like was you got to get up, yeah. you know, early bird, catch the worm first kind of thing. Didn't even know him, but just because he spoke that dream language, yeah. Yeah. a connection was made. And it's hard. Dream language is also important because it's hard to speak it to yourself. Yeah, sir. Yeah, it's hard to stay motivated. Yeah. It's funny because when, you know, they we always talk about having your car being, like, if you have to drive anywhere, your car being, like, you know, the university on wheels, they call it. Yeah. Um, to What are you listening to? It's those little increments, those little tiny, um, uh, I guess, chances in life that, that you're given. is like, am I going to listen to junk right now? I could put on the news. Right. I could put on a radio station. Right, no right. offense, but it's true. Yeah, right. Or I can put on, you know, the aux cord and put, you know, a YouTube, you know, motivational talk or something right. like that or pop in a CD, whatever. Um, it's those little tiny decisions where, where we all have bad days, right? Sure. And we're in control of, uh, am I going to allow my own thoughts to eat myself alive mm-hmm. or am I going to turn those thoughts and talk myself back into it? But you're right. Sometimes you're kind of just so alone in these thoughts. You're like, man, I need to talk to somebody else sure. who understands. And when that understands means is the dream language. Yeah. I'm like, he gets it, right? Yeah. And he's thinking, man, he gets it. Mm-hmm. So when we're talking, I'm like, man, we had a, a long week, right? And we're leading up into this conversation and all of a sudden it was like you're injected with power. Yeah. You felt like when you're talking, you feel like a superhero. Yeah. You le- legit yeah. start beyond, you're like, forget what my goals were. Now I'm going to, you know, 10X them. Whatever we just had yeah. on deck is now getting 10X. It's just that this wild, this you start talking about, it, I started rolling up my sleeves. Literally, yeah. it gets like, it, there's just like wild, hit. yeah, there's just yeah. wild energy um, that it, it can't, it, we're trying to explain it. 
it really can't be explained and if it can be it's very limited it's one of those things you have to experience yeah. more than explain yeah. um because you feel it yeah something that words can't but that kind of feeds into like the what the last step was be the most charismatic person like yeah. that that's gravitational like um energy that you kind of just feed yes. everybody feeds off of right yeah that right. Just, like you just get like you said you Everybody's getting hype off of it. Right, 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 right. And there, there's a process, the road to success, whatever whatever you define success as. But there's that process, and part of that process is you're going to get lumped up. If, depending on how strong these goals or, or these dreams are, you're going to either lump, you know, lump up and fold or lump up you know, and, and, and go back to the corner and let your coach talk to you like, all right, you got to do this. You got to switch some things up. Let's put some more Vaseline on your chin, whatever. Right. And then you go back in there and you start fighting again. Um, it's one of those things. It's that little pep talk in a corner. I'm like, yo, you said you wanted to be the champ, right? Mm -hmm. You said you're going after, you know, this weight class. You said you're going after all these things. And this dude lumped your eye up. Yeah, you probably can't see out of one eye. <laughs> right, right. You still got the other eye. Let's go. And you have to get back in there. And yep. it's those little things, that dream language right there in that corner. And mm -hmm. when you get back into the ring to fight again, you have so much more energy. It doesn't matter, bro. This could have been the 12th round. You completely spent totally exhausted somebody says one thing and i'm not talking about the crowd yelling because the crowd's always yelling that's what life is right. there's always somebody talking smack in the background right, right? the right. boxing analogy is perfect for this but then when you go back in that ring it's just you and the opponent that opponent could literally be you yeah. mm -hmm. and most of the time 95 percent of the time it really is you um <laughs> but there might be that other person that you just need to be you, you need to start giving away the lumps. Now you need to start lumping that other person, your opponent, whoever that is. Um, I have a track you know, uh, titled Try Harder, and in the track I say, look in the mirror. That's who your opponent is. And of course, that's been uttered so many times, but the way I say it is like, yo, <laughs> um, there was a level of intensity that was just, that just yeah. laid out. Me and him had a conversation, and the track's literally called Try Harder. And... It's it's the third track that I want to come out with this video, and the purpose of me saying this is we both started laughing because we haven't heard this whole project had been recorded, but I, we wanted to make sure it was just right. So I hadn't heard the track in like two three months. Yeah. I'm hearing the track, and I'm like, it was like a jolt of energy. And I get on the phone with him, I'm like, yo, what do you think? He's like, I don't know, but I need to try harder. I'm so amped up right now. But it's true. Sometimes we kind of forget. We get lost in the sauce. Yeah. Uh, we're just getting it every day. We're so busy, so busy, so busy um, that we kind of forget. And it's those little, you know, that dream talk. You're like, yeah, no, no, no. You got to kind of re realigns you. Kind of get, you know, what we were saying, I'm, you know, this is my lane. Sometimes we get off, you know, off track. Yeah. And with you by yourself, you get immune to like even like that motivation type stuff, and that you need somebody else to talk yes. to just to yeah. kind of yeah. get you back on track. Like you're saying, Absolutely. we listen, we listen to motivation speakers all the, time. all the time. Man, I get tired of somebody, some of these guys after a while, and it's true. And there's no, it has nothing to do with them. It has with with me. I'm like, it was my fault that I listened to them 50 times in a row, sure. right? <laughs> Maybe I should have switched them up. So then I go, I have like this, I go through phases, and I'm listening to, you know, T.D. Jakes, or then I go to a, a Joe Lostein, and then I go to a, a E.T. the Hip Hop Preacher, and then I go to a, a, a Billy Isles Brooks, then I go to, like, just all these random people. Of course, I have the greats on, on the list, uh, but you go from, you know, Jim Rome to Les Brown, and and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, we, t we talk about this all the time. There's only so much to say, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's how they say it. Uh, it's how it's how they say it, and, and the perspective and the spin that they're giving what they're saying. Mm -hmm. That's what makes the most interesting motivational speakers. Right. If you can engage somebody in a, in a right. different way, 
Because like right. you said, we all have stories. Right. So I could be saying, get up. You got to get up. Life knocks you down seven <laughs> times. Get up eight. Right. But my story of getting up eighth and how I got up the eighth time totally changes that, that little analogy. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, so yeah, so we, we, we definitely have to switch it up um, and, and, and you know, stay encouraged and, and talk that talk. Right. Um, you know, uh, there was, there was a, when we first started uh, the podcast, we always talked about um, they love when I get in the zone kind of thing because when you get in the zone, everyone feels it. Mm-hmm. Everyone around you knows, all right, he like, he's losing it now. Yeah, yeah. Like, and you just keep going, you keep going. Right. Um, everyone wants that feeling. Uh-huh. Everyone wants that feeling. Um, all right, so last, 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 last thing. Just really quick, you mentioned uh, your two kids. Um, were, uh, most of us here are dads, and, and we always have this work-life balance. So I like to ask my guests if they are parents, uh, any advice or any you know, how-tos or whatever you want to you know, give us. How do you manage, you know, work-life balance? Well, somebody told me a long time ago, um, I asked him, he has so many different hats. He said, be present where you are. Mm-hmm. So I, it was really bad um, a few years ago where I'm with my kids and I pick them up or they're with me and I'm on my phone on email yeah. or I'm sending text messages. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I used to say that, you know what, I'm a really good multitasker. Yeah. I really am not. Right. Because the, th- the thing about it is is you, you're, you're scratching a couple of things, but you're not doing one thing well. Yeah. So he said to be present where you are. So that means that when I'm with my kids, do your best. Put the phone down. Mm-hmm. Try to send the emails before. If you're working on work, try not to, you know, like I, I got a bad habit because I'm in the car a lot. Yeah. Like, I got a bad habit with, you know, um, ESPN is, and I'm like looking at YouTube. Right. I'm, I said it. <laughs> I'm not actually looking while I'm driving, but I got right. my earpiece on. I got right. the Bluetooth going, and I'm watching Sports Center. Right. Watching, yeah. you know, Shannon Sharp. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, 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 right. Um, be present where you are. If you're praying, you know, you're praying, give God your undivided attention. If you're with your spouse, give her. Or him, your undivided attention. Mm-hmm. So just be present with what you, where you are. And I found that I, I've become a better, a, a better father. Um, I've been more efficient in business, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, more, more, more effective in my personal life and with that work life. And you know, you get more done that way. Yeah. So I think be present where you are. Perfect. Cool. All right. So there you have it, folks. Um, all right, Al. If uh, people want to connect with you, where can they find you? Man, listen, get at me. <laughs> Please visit me at algernonhall.com. There is um, daily um, motivational quotes, my own quotes. I don't post other people's quotes. I used to. Yeah, algernonhall.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at, um, oh, man, it is at, uh, what is it? At algernon underscore hall. Yeah, you yes. can you can get me at that. You can also, if you have um, educational needs and you're an educator or, or you want this character education programming in your school district. Um, you can go to info at jubileekidswithaz.com. That's J-U-B-I-L-E-E kids, K-I-D-Z.com. Um, and also, if you have any need for some workshops or professional development at your school, your organization, or your corporation, you can get me at info at algernonhall.com. Perfect. Thank you, sir. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate Thank you, you for being having here. Me, man. Absolutely. So we're going to close things up as we usually do with quotes. 
Uh, and the first one's by Ken Blanchard. The key to successful leadership today is influence, not authority. And the second one by Deepak Chopra. Our minds influence the key activity of the brain, which then influences everything. Perception, cognition, thoughts, and feelings, personal relationships, they're all a projection of you. All right, so there you have it, folks. Influence. In this episode, we had special guest Algernon Hall. The crew discusses influence and the power of behavior. We talk about leadership, being charismatic, dream building, influencing the youth, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes by Deepak Chopra and Ken Blanchard. Thanks again for joining us. Guys, don't forget to visit the website, jimmyleevelez.com. Follow the blog. If you have any inquiries or questions you would like for us to answer on a future episode, uh, just email us at info at jimmyleevelez.com. And on behalf of myself and the rest of the crew, we wish you massive success. And until next time, adios. The Rotated Views podcast was produced for self-development purposes. Thank you for the love and support. We truly do hope you enjoyed the views.